world-class guests, fascinating stories, inspiring messages. Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about how taking just one to three minutes a day can change your body and your life in a positive way. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Sandy Joy Weston. Sandy is a keynote speaker, podcaster, three-time published author, and entrepreneur who has owned and operated health and wellness companies for over 30 years. Sandy's mission is to spread joy and positivity in the world. You can reach Sandy at her website, sandyjoyweston.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Sandy. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. I am so happy to be here. I was running late at my last meeting, which was actually for speakers. And I said, I got to go. I'm meeting Linda. Oh, yay. Well, I hope I didn't cut anything short, but I am so glad to have you here with me today. And I'm super excited. For those who are listening, I had an opportunity to be a guest on Sandy's podcast or one of Sandy's podcasts as she has a couple plus a YouTube show of keeping, let's keep it real. And I just enjoyed visiting with her so much. So I am so grateful that we get to do this again and to have to switch chairs and to go on the other side. And in our last conversation, you kind of alluded to your story a little bit. You said, oh, I'll tell you that later. So it's later and I am ready to hear a story. I love that. I did say that to you, didn't I? You did. I did. Well, first of all, I am very appreciative of you and this podcast. I was listening to some of your other podcasts, and I am so happy for you. So happy what you get to put out in the world and the inspiration you give to so many people. So kudos to you. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. It makes me so happy. As far as I'm trying, I was thinking, what story do I want to share with you? But I think the one I'm what I start out with the most is the most recent in that you were talking about, I owned health clubs for many years as the universe and God blessed me an offer came me reluctant at the time to sell in 2019. Whoa, really? Yeah. All of them? All of them. So I had one main health club in downtown Philadelphia and then other wellness companies and the landlord really wanted my space for multiple reasons. It was a new landlord. He came in from New York. He realized I had 27,000 square feet. I was paying like $7.50 square foot as an amenity to the building in downtown Philly when people were spending like 30 some dollars square foot. Whoa, you He's got a good team. deal. I did. We got in at the right time. It was a 20-year lease. And they considered me an amenity to the building. This guy's like, wait a minute, I could get a lot more money with a chain versus a local. So long story short, very difficult, kind of pushed it to get out of my lease two and a half, three years early, which I wasn't ready for. I had my plan was, okay, it's going to be up in two and a half years, three years at the time. And then I know what I'm going to do next. But I was kind of thrown into it. And held out for a while until I got an offer that I felt good about and my business partner felt good about. But I still was thinking, what the heck? You know what I mean? I'm not ready. I'm not, my plan isn't ready. I'm not ready to go. I I don't have all the other stuff. But all right, this is where I'm going. This is what's going on. And I think how beautiful the world is, the universe that I sold in 2019. Think about it. Because if I was there over COVID in a downtown center city club where 90% of my people were corporates, 
at the end of this. There's、oh, no way. Oh my goodness gracious! Think about it. And not only that, even if with it coming back the way it is where we live in Philadelphia, most people aren't even going in the office five days a week. Even if they aren't just all remote, they're only going in one or two days a week. Really. Which means they're not joining a gym because they're going to join a gym where they live. Where before you go and work five days a week, you're joining the gym because that's where you're working out. But the ones that were mostly remote, well, they're not going to join a gym if they're only coming in one or two days a week. So even when things back, you know, they're back to opening up, it wouldn't have been great. And I'm telling you this because so many times we have these plans and we think this is how it should go, and I got this to go, and I got this to go. But when we let go and trust, it takes a whole new direction that we can't even imagine, and it's better than we ever could imagine. And if I was really thinking about it, my entire life has been like that. Like every time, if I would just think, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, look at everything. You thought it was going to go this way, but when you let go and you trusted, you went that way, and it was even more amazing." I would prevent myself a lot of angst if I just could remember that. You know what I'm what I, what I think I'm planning it all out to go a certain way. It's more beautiful than I could ever imagine, and that's one of the more recent stories of how it then took me in the other direction of what I was doing already to do more podcasts and speaking engagements, more virtual workshops, working on another book, things I never would have done. You know, if I was still at the health club, and I would have been in the thick of it, probably having to declare bankruptcy or who knows what, trying to keep it together. Wow, that is an incredible story. If we could learn when those challenges come to be calm and to let go and to and to trust, that takes、yeah. courage. It takes confidence. It takes strength to be able to let go. That's a、yeah. big deal. That's、yeah. a really big and deal. And you know, I do believe I came into this world with one really, really big blessing, and it is that I always had faith in something bigger than me. I wasn't sure what it was, but I thought something was guiding my life. So even when things were really bad, chaotic, or I couldn't figure it out, even in the thick of it, I knew there was something. Out there, that was going to guide me if I let it. And if I look closely at everything in my life, the times when—and this is crazy, Linda—I'm going to say well-meaning, loving people told me to go this way, but it didn't feel right for me in my heart.、Mm. It always, always worked out. And I have this big saying that I would always say to people: Are you sure? Are you sure it has to be that way? It just doesn't make sense to me. And it started when I was younger. Everyone in my well, most people in my life who see how my life is think, okay, great parents, adjusted, you know, well-meaning, loving, lots of blessings, you know, came from money or whatever. And it could be so far from the truth. I grew up very, very humble beginnings in the projects. My mom. God bless her. Had many, many, many mental health issues.、Oh, uh, she was in a mental institution probably sixty percent of her life. Oh dear. So as a child, you could see that's a lot. You know, you're 
thrown into the projects. Poor setting to begin with. And your mom is made fun of all the time. And oh, was she? Yeah, because when she wasn't in the institution, she would carry on all night long, screaming, yelling, hearing voices, whatever. So the neighborhoods would come and say, oh, the old lady Weston's going on. Like, there's a show going on. Because oh, she would carry, like, we're talking late nights, uh, screaming at, you know, people. I mean, they found it entertaining because it wasn't their life. Do you know what I mean? So they would sit there. They would actually sit with the on the bench outside the house in the projects with beers or popcorn and come for the show. It was really? crazy. Oh. And sometimes I... I would crawl out my bedroom window and they would say, okay, she's in the front. And I would tie sheets together to get it out. But that being said, people that doubted there was a God or something more powerful than the universe. And they looked at my life and how my life is now. They would go, okay, Weston, I know there had to be divine intervention. Like how the heck did you get through that? And Honestly, I really do believe it was divine intervention. And I would tell people, people would come by and say, are you okay? You know your mom's this and your dad's this. And my dad really didn't know how to handle it. And I'd say, don't worry about me. I got five angels. And they go, what? I go, I got five angels. You look like you could need one. Let me know if you want to borrow them. You have to give them back, but I'll, I'll let you borrow one. And that carried me through my whole life. Like I have five angels sitting right here on my dad. Five that people had given me and then stopped. Not planned. Throughout my life, people gave me angels. And are we talking like little figurine angels? Or yeah. what kind of angels are we talking about? Like little figurines. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I only had gotten five as gifts from different people. And none of them were by me. Too weird. But there they are. They sit on my desk. And it was always a big thing that even my friends would call me up and say, okay, can I borrow one of your angels? Not the figure, but like, okay, I'm going to send you one. How long <laughs> do you need it? I'm gonna, I'll give it back. But between that and at a very young age, I used words, movement, and laughter to get me through everything. So I told myself if I was able to, tap into my angels who I just had five, not a lot. They left and I would use words, movement and laughter. That's what was going to get me through. And I said this to myself as a kid. So I would have one word that I would tap into. It could be joy. It could be love. It could be fun piece. And I'd say, if I could get up and all day long, just think of that word. And when the screaming and yelling, all this craziness hits, I'm just going to focus it on my word. And I'm just going to come back to that word. And that's what I want to embody for that day. I can just get through and that's what I would do. And every day I would pick a different word. And then I would dance, like move, just move, dance around, dance, blast the music and dance. And probably besides taking dance lessons that my uncle paid for, thank you God, I would do it every hour almost, like just dance, get up and just move my body. Crazy. We're not talking like a set routine here. And the third thing is I would always spin it. I would always make a joke. I would try to be lighthearted. Like when things would get really bad, I would tell my brother, don't worry. You know, I, I would create something fun. You know, you, you know your, your mom's throwing things. If you catch them, you'll be really great for baseball. Like just to make <laughs> the situation lighter. You know what I mean? And as simple as it sounds. And then words I would write in a journal. Everything. Good, bad, and ugly. I had no idea that that was going to be my whole entire life, my career. 
like that I would write books. Like to me, it was just a kid and this worked now. As I get older and I go to college and all the stuff that people kept saying, you're never, you shouldn't be. I would always say, are you sure? Because I have words made of laughter and they would go, okay, kid. But that's what I would home in on. It wasn't complicated. You know, it wasn't this big theory. That's all, that's all I would do. And I think about it now, years later, I've applied it to everything. My gyms, I had words everywhere, one word of the month. You know, I eventually created journal books for people to home in and tap into things for just one to three minutes a day. I taught my clients that. Everything is built around something that basically saved my life. That's it. What a beautiful gift. That's amazing. That's it. Carried me everywhere. And the only thing I can say that's the sticky wicked that when I teach people this, and I and I do have a lot of clients, and they can afford the best trainings, the best step help, and I mean we're talking books and books and books, and sometimes I think they're they're not using any of it because it's so complicated. You know right, what I mean? They, right, right. They can't, like working out, it's, you're not going to do it. And I tell them this is what I want you to do. I just want you to, before you get out of bed, and I give them a system, and it's going to just take you one to three minutes a day. Many people doubt me. They don't believe me. How could it be this simple? I go, it's just over time. You're going to do this every single day. What are you grateful for? Five things. Show blessings to five people that you don't really care about. Like it's really just to get your head in that zone. And it's funny, but eventually they do try it, but not right away. And like I just had one client who's been with me a year and I was having, you know, tr- like trouble with them getting the zone and maybe I should refer them elsewhere and they come, Sandy, Sandy, I've never felt better my whole life, blah, 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 what's going on? He goes, I actually did your journal. I actually did the one. He goes, and you know, it really does work. And I said, well, what have you been doing for the last year? Why would you hire me? And he said, I just found you entertaining. I go, <laughs> so you found me entertaining? Because yeah, I didn't believe it could work. It, it just seemed too simple. It seems you know? too simple. Isn't but that crazy? It, it really is simple, but it's not because if you think about it, if you believe that your essence is love, your pure essence, everybody comes in the world, love, peace, and joy. Some people say your pure essence is love. And I believe the brain actually has to work harder not to be in peace, love, and joy. All right? We're built for love. That's how we're built. And I think they're going to do studies and prove it and that it actually takes more energy to be in the fear-based and anger states, which you should be in because they're normal states. Let's not deny them. Then... What I'm doing is holding that space for myself of love, peace, and joy when I do this so that I can hold that space for others. So no matter what kind of training you have and how many years of therapy or that you're a psychiatrist, a counselor, a coach, people that will impact you the most is those that can sit there without judgment and hold that space of love for you unconditionally when you can't. And so if I can hold that space for anyone, that is where I'm going to be the most help. But I can't do that unless I have that unconditional love for myself. And I'm always, I was going to get choked up, but I truly believe that all of this is because I've always be- felt loved my entire life, bigger than any human could give me. I had, I knew there was this superpower being that loved me so much that with these parents as gifts or not, 
this boyfriend, this husband, this kid who does whatever, I have this beautiful love and light surrounding me that all of this is just extra. And the fact that I got given that, it was okay that I had that light. But me and God talked. We don't want to do that again. We don't want (laughs) not and not and not. We don't want to do that again. So I feel like the luckiest person in the world because I can tap into that love whenever I want. My husband's not doing what this. My kids aren't doing that. The money's not there. It's there. My health, my whatever, it's available. So for me, I use fitness as my vehicle to get that pure joy to people, but I get it in using it, the fitness as a vehicle to get it in through the back door. Because my message, I want to get to people that wouldn't listen a lot of times to this conversation. So I use the body and fitness for the mindset. Isn't that but that's beautiful? what I really want. I want them to know that it's there. They're in control more than they think. Everybody can tap in. If I can just get as many people as possible to tap into that pure love and joy that's in them every single minute, no matter what's going on in their life, I think that's cool beans. Very cool. And isn't it marvelous how our bodies and our minds are connected and you can start at, at this point, you can start at that point. Where, where do you want to start? In fact, Absolutely. I was going to ask you a little bit about your book that's called Train Your Head and Your Body Will Follow because some people are frustrated with their bodies and some yeah. people are frustrated with their minds. So yeah. it's all one. I, so let's look at it this way. I know we try to separate write it out, but we're one being, whatever your belief system is, you are one being, right? Let's just look at it like that. Here you are in this beautiful body, this beautiful energy source, you know, call it your energy source, call it God, the universe, right? Just in, you're here in pure form and energy. When you accomplish something with your body, for example, you go in, you couldn't take a class and now you're taking it and you're able to finish the class. You feel so amazing. You know, you couldn't do a push up, and now you do one push up. You wanted to lose a little weight or body fat, and now you're able to do it. You start building confidence in yourself. You start feeling good. You start going, whoa, if I can do that, what else can I do? And while you're being encouraged with the right instructor and trainer to accomplish this with their body, it's also getting that message to your brain. You know, it's, it's connected to one. So by seeing what you can do and the amazing things the body is capable when you start feeding it to serve the body and you start moving in ways that make you happy, it also changes the brain. And it's just impossible not to. First of all, that's the best thing you could do for anxiety and depression. You just move. So it's this, but it's also the opposite. Let's say you didn't even care about moving and you just worked on your mental health and you start journaling and writing and feeding it things that served you well you're probably going to realize you should move. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing, but you're going to move in ways that make you happy. So they kind of go hand in hand. It really doesn't matter. You should start the way that's the path of the least resistance for you. You know, it doesn't matter which way it is. If you just look at it, here I am, I'm going to, for the next 30 days, just spend one to three minutes on what I call my game plan. What am I going after? What action am I willing to take? What's my motivation? And I'm only going to do that for one to three minutes, right? So think about it. That's it. That's all I want you to do. So 
you start your day before your little feeties hit the floor and you decide how you want to show up in the world. Okay? Whatever way. If you're not way up here, you don't want to say, oh, I'm going to show up joyful because you, you're not going to get there. You might say, I'm going to show up I want it with ease and flow. I want to show up calm. I want to show up, maybe it's really bad. You want to just show up with hope. You know? You want to show up maybe with power. You're there and strength. You focus in. This is how I'm choosing to show up in the world. And that's the word throughout the day I'm going to focus on. When all the stuff hits a fan, I'm going to reset with my word. Then you come down to your little journal, any journal, with you set a game plan for that. What are you, I mean, people say your goal, but it could be any goal. It could be, I want to feel ease and flow. It doesn't have to be, I want to lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It might be, I want to find a significant other. I want to have more friends. I want my business to be successful. Whatever it is that you know for the next 30 days you want to go after. And then you say, okay, well, am I really going after that for me? I want to make sure because a lot of people set goals because what society wanted, what their family wanted, what their spouse wants. You have to make sure, is this something I really want? Okay. How do I feel? Does it light me up? And then be realistic. Are you willing to take the action? So if it's okay, I want to get this much more business, but I'm not willing to do the calls or be on podcasts, do you know what I mean? Or redesign my website. That's okay, but you're not there yet. Or you want to meet somebody, but you're not ready to go out and date. Or are you really to go on one date a week? What is it you're really willing to do? Same thing with working out. If you were a couch potato, I tell people, just say you're going to move five minutes a day. That's it. Because you want to see success. Your body and your brain need to see that you succeeded. If you do more than five minutes a day, awesome sauce. But let's start out with, okay, I can move five minutes. And then what's your motivation? Like, really be honest. Why do you want this? Because most people, you believe in having this, you're going to feel better. Is it being motivated because you're in fear-based? You're afraid of losing your job, not having money, losing your spouse. So you want to make sure that you come back to a motivation that's filled with love, not fear. So you got to check in with that. And that's a big thing that I studied. I call them the powers to be with a lot of therapists, psychologists, and gurus. Checking in with why you really want this. And the motivation is pure of heart. And then you decide how much energy you're going to put into it a day. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, you've got to be honest. You're going to put a 5, 10, and you rate it. If you have that, and then every day you sit and you look at your word, your game plan, and then you say, in the day, what I have planned, is that going to help me reach my game plan? Is it going to really help me build my business? Is it going to really inspire people while making money in my business? Because a lot of people will say, yes, I'm inspiring, but it's not bringing me money or it's bringing me money, but I don't feel inspired. By taking this action, writing that email, that business deal, is it really going to get me what I want in the next 30 days? All you're doing is looking at it. And then before you do anything, you think of five things you're grateful for. Everybody has great a lot of great gratitude journals, but I'm just condensing it in case. Not just, okay, I'm grateful for my health and grateful for my home. I don't care if you just say one thing, but really be grateful and show gratitude for it. And then I like to throw kind thoughts, I call it. You know, maybe it's peace, love, and joy to five people. Most times I do 10, but 
a couple that are your family members that could really need it. And then maybe people that get on your nerves, those sticky wickets, especially before Thanksgiving dinner, throw them love and kindness. And how do you throw them love and kindness? I'm so sorry. No, no, great question. So whether you pray or you meditate or you think about them in your journal, I do believe thought does travel and they do feel you. So I will send, for example, every day I'll say, I want to send peace, love, and joy. And then I'll tag in maybe confidence or freedom or financial freedom. And I usually pick my family, my close, close family. But then I think inside, I tap into myself, into my heart. Who else could use it? And sometimes it's, it's a stranger. It's somebody that I met at the coffee house. Sometimes it's a close friend. I try to always make sure somebody that, well, I call my sticky wicked. They keep, they keep me on my toes. And it's usually a, a family member. And I th- really think about them and I, sh- I throw them peace, love, and joy. And by doing that gratitude and really believing it and thinking about even one thing, my dog, my cat, and sending others, you know, those thoughts, it shifts your whole energy and your whole aspect. Then you start your day. And think about it. And, you know, and I create a power statement. This month it is, I am a powerful creator. Everything I touch turns to gold. And I, But I always change it. It could be, I love who I am inside and out. Whatever lights you up. It could be, uh, I love moving. I love eating what's good for my body inside. Like I change my power statement to focus in on my game plan. So all you're doing is throughout the day, is reminding yourself, am I sticking to what I really want? You know, my game plan. If you get thrown off kilter, not that you shouldn't embrace how you feel and the whole emotion of it, because you should. Like if you're angry, frustrated, jealous, those are human emotions. Let it feel. Let it go through your body. Breathe it through. And then I focus back in on my work. And what can I do right now for if I want a joy or a pure joy or freedom or calm? And they're just little things. They don't. When people say I don't have time, this is not time consuming to, to have this game plan that you thought about and just write this down. will take you a minute, three minutes. It's a matter of not just getting caught up in your day and training yourself to get focused back there quicker. Because most people will say, I don't have time. I don't have time. But I honestly think they don't have, they have to have the time to do this because they spin their wheels trying to get somewhere where they could get there much quicker and have a lot more fun. I got to get the email out. I got to get the text. I got to do this where I don't think it's about that. How much more would you accomplish if you did the podcast, the email, the outreach from a place of power, strength and love, peace and joy. That's beautiful. Wow. Think about, I mean, absolutely. It's a matter of like people say, slow down to speed up. I'm, you could see, I'm a hyper person. I, I, I need to move. I need to do a lot. But I slow myself down and reset by dancing, if that makes sense. So I dance almost every hour in between calls, in between presentations, reset my body, step outside, take that even minute or two minutes and say, what is it that I want to do before that call, before that meeting, before meeting my son, before going out with friends? I always set an intention. I always Set an intention. Okay, yep. so you're about to go do something with your son. What what kind of intention would you set? So if it depends on what we're doing. Let's say we're going to Boston 
to visit colleges. I'll, I know he's really, really uh, stressed out. He gets a lot of social anxiety. So I will say my intention is for him to love who he is and feel ease and calm. And I hold that space for him and that he is confident and realizes all he is. And I do that prep work. I'll do it while I'm in the car. I'll see him in that light. I'm not saying this to him. You know, he's 18. I'll be like, what are you talking about? But I'll do that and see us having fun. And what can we do to make the right choice? And then the other things just fall in place. The right podcast comes on the radio, the right music list he does, the conversations happen. Instead of homing in, in, holy crap, I have a 10-hour ride, which you could. How is it? He doesn't drive. My husband can't come. You could get into all that negative stuff. You know, it's supposed to rain. I don't like to drive in the rain. It's not, I do recognize it and I get it out. I, I call it scribble scrabble. I get out all my negative feelings because you don't want to deny them. But then I'm saying, okay, what is it I do want and what can I do? And like, for example, we just, ha- we did just have a trip that we went to Indianapolis for him to see friends. And as much as I wanted to go, I didn't want to do all that driving. You know, and my husband, but I did the same thing that I'm talking about. Like, what is it I want for him? Good time with these people he'd never met. See him being relaxed. I mean, I do that work. And I'm not saying, you know, he's his own person and you can't control him. But at least I am controlling where my thoughts and how what I'm showing up with, you know, and how I'm influencing, because you can, everyone around me. And it was such an amazing trip. And he had so much fun. Is it a lot of him? Yes. But I do believe when you hold that space for yourself and then you really can influence it and change the whole energy. That is magical. And I love how you explain kind of the distinction of you're not trying to control him. You're not trying to manipulate in any way, shape or form, but you are changing your energy and the way that you are showing up for the scenario and then other things fall into place. That is huge because we all have, I mean, we are social creatures. We're, we're people. We are intended to have relationships and families, hopefully, and friends and all these wonderful things. And as you said, there are people that rub you the wrong way Yeah, and we yeah. have issues. And so they, sometimes push our buttons. they do. And sometimes you feel like, man, it would be so much easier if everyone just went away and I was just by myself. And yet we really can't function that way and we're not happy and we're not fulfilled that way. So to be able to find a way to influence in a positive way by first working on yourself and being in that good place and then bringing that good energy and that intention, that is, I think, extremely powerful. I'm telling you, I'm not, believe me, I, I, my family will tell you, I have my moments, you know, that, you know, I'm not there. Like I just, they push, I react and it's wah, because I'm like, ah. <laughs> but thing different is because I've been doing this over and over again and I've created this habit I reset myself sooner so I'm just in pure joy more I get back there quicker because I've developed this habit and I also take responsibility for my actions I don't Mm, although it's easier sometimes blame the other people that push my buttons because I say to myself they're on their own journey they're not me. They don't have my belief systems. I don't even want to convince them of my belief systems. You know, the world would be very boring if everybody had a belief systems. I don't know why they came to the earth. I don't know what they're supposed to be, but that's on them. That's who they want to be. 
I circle in near them, I'm going to show up. If it's of somebody who drives me a little bit more crazy, I'm going to do more of that prep work because I know where their energy is so that I can take my energy up higher because the higher energy wins. It just does. When I do that, most times it works out. It doesn't matter who they are. They can't rendezvous with me because I'm over here. And as much as they do. Now, that's not all the time because you're caught off guard. But for example, if it's a holiday gathering, I will spend more time doing that work because I want to have a good time and I want to make sure that I'm not thrown out of it so quickly. Not that they won't, but I want to enjoy, and I don't make it about them. I don't blame them. They are who they are. I have a choice on how I'm going to show up and how I'm going to react. And I think the more you do that, it's actually freeing. But here's the catch. And this is the big catch. You have to really accept that you are not perfect and you're not always going to say the right thing or do the right thing. And that's okay. And if you love yourself unconditionally, then you won't mind taking responsibility for your actions because you can't get it right. You can't get it wrong. You're constantly involved in it, but you have to be in that mindset because if you're not in that mindset, then you want to blame others because by saying your responsibility, you know, is for you, then you go, oh crap, I didn't do this. I didn't accomplish this. I should have said that. Sometimes that's too painful for people versus like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. I don't, wasn't supposed to know that. I didn't know that when I was younger. I didn't understand that. Well, you didn't have the tools you weren't supposed to. You heard something and some people say, oh God, I screwed up my whole life. How did I not know that? How did I go into those wrong relationships? It was all part. It was all part of the journey. And you, you learned something probably each step. Or at least you had an opportunity to learn each step of the way. Yeah. And Or you might meet people. That's not how they feel. They don't want to learn. This is who they are. That's the way life is. But that's okay because that's their journey. So you, the, when you try not to, like, I don't want to change you. I don't want to convince you. If you want to hear what I have to say, great. This is just about me. I want to raise my energy as high as I can, as much as I can for me. And by inspiring me, I will inspire others to do their junior and for them to be who they are unapologetically. I just would like for them to experience more in the love, peace, and joy sign. Because the other stuff you're going to have, you're going to have fear, anger, and jealousy, and you, you need to go through it and admit it. But I just want you to be more on the other stuff. You know, the, the peace, love, and fun, and coming from strength, and, and knowing how amazing and incredible you are. And being okay, you know, that you're going to say a lot of things that just don't, you know, you're like, oh, God. Why'd I do that? Why'd I say that? That's okay. That is amazing. I love as you've talked about this, some of the key points I'm getting is just that reminder of where our accountability lies is about ourself and our feelings and how we show up and what our reactions are. And also to let go of other people, their choices, their um, yes. reactions, their things. I think a lot of times we get a little bit confused and carry someone else's burdens and then ironically, we ignore our own. Because like you said, sometimes it's hard to face ourselves. It's like, well, I really did mess up here. And that means that I might have to make some changes. And that's a painful thing. And I don't really appreciate hearing that. So those kinds of things are challenging. I also loved that you allow yourself and, and by doing that, you also give other people permission 
to make mistakes. I love the scribble idea of the scribble scrabble journal. Well, let's, we, yes, yeah. I have negative feelings. Let's write those down. Let's get those thoughts out. I'm not going to pretend that I don't have them, but I'm going to, no, going to let it go in a healthy way that isn't going to damage yep. another person or keep me down. So excellent, excellent points all. I think if we I love all... the way you eloquently said that, I was like, wait a minute, she made sense. what's going on in my brain does that make sense what's going on in my brain that's because i think everything that you said was brilliant i just think man if we all follow these things what a beautiful world it would be so great i'd love it it would be great it would be it would be so wonderful and i think that's why we get together and visit and things like this is one is to show what is possible and to give some tips on how to do it and then extend that invitation and say, we want you to enjoy more love and joy and peace. I want to enjoy more love, joy, and peace. And this is how you do it. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and for extending that invitation. You know, Linda, I wonder if I could at the end add one thing, because I don't know, it's just something's telling me to talk about this. I've had in the last two weeks so many um, people and their kids coming to me with mental health issues, Mm. Uh, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of depression. And I feel I'm I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist and a counselor, so I I do send some of them on to to be with other people. But I feel like the big message about even what I'm saying about you're not perfect, you're going to do things and say things and it's just not going to seem right and it's okay, it's also realizing your brain is a unique, magnificent (laughs) organ and they're all different and they're all have different gifts and they all have different strengths and sometimes they're just not in balance the way you want them to be but it's nothing 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 to be embarrassed about or have a stigma about because i especially with the young people i'm dealing with lately they don't want to, they don't even want to tell their parents and i said well just would you tell your parents if you broke your arm? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everybody has some mental health issue, just depending on what extreme level it is at times. And it's really okay because I was just blown away how I thought that stigma was done. They didn't want to tell their family to get the help they really need because they were embarrassed. Why? Like, Why? And this goes back to what we talked in the beginning about our bodies and our minds and how everything is interconnected. And we still, unfortunately, have the stigma that we are allowed to be physically sick and everybody understands that and they can have compassion with it. But once you deal with uh, mental or emotional issues, a lot of that compassion is replaced by judgment, which is really frustrating. And so again, that's why we're talking to help open things up to say, you know what, these things are okay. And it doesn't need to require a stigma. It, it's just something that we need to, to work on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I try to let them know, I think if they were in the homes of most people, they would see they're way not alone. And that every, I had a guy on yesterday on my podcast, he says, they used to say one in five had mental health issues. It's really five in five. You know, it just depends to, <laughs> to what degree, stuff. I think, you know what I mean? I mean, what are you defining yeah, so. as, as mental and emotional issues? So that's, that, that's a really good point. I am sure that there's someone listening who needed to hear that exact message or you would not yeah. have been inspired to bring Something it up. Something told me, yeah. 
Definitely, for sure. And I like to put my message if if it just two two parts. If if you don't listen to anything else, one, you're not alone. And two, there's hope for healing. So if you are having those struggles, please know that you're not alone and know that there are things, things and people who are willing to help and who have that skill set to be able to provide some help. Yes. And that's important. So thanks for visiting with me today. It was so much fun. I appreciate it. I really do. Oh, it's been a pleasure. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Joyce Meyer. She said, you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. Today, I invite you to highlight the positive in your life and in the world. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Thank you.